for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to another living life. Uh, recently in our church in Jersey, uh, what we did was we bought a brand new uh, used minivan. Uh, we needed a minivan in our church, so what we did was we bought a used one, uh, you know, to save money and everything like that. Uh, I did the research for it. Uh, I did all the work. I did all the legwork. And I was very proud to get a really nice deal on this minivan. And we drove it for about two weeks, and then something unexpected happened. You know, we had a lot of snowstorms in this area during February. And during one of the great snowstorms that we had, I think it snowed like 30 inches, something unimaginable. Uh, all this snow, all this ice that was on the roof of our church, it collapsed and it fell right onto our brand new used minivan. It fell right on the hood and it just cracked all the windows. And it was something just unimaginable happened to us. Uh, what I was thinking was I was so grateful that no one was inside this car when it happened because if someone was in there, uh, something really terrible, really tragic could have happened. You know, there's no idea, we have no idea what could happen to us at any moment. You know, we have no idea when there's going to be a huge snowstorm that comes our way or a piece of ice could fall from the sky and just shatter everything around us. We have no idea what's going to happen in this very moment after this. Uh, so what are we supposed to do when the unexpected comes crashing into our lives? How are we supposed to live our lives? How are we supposed to respond? Uh, that's exactly what Jesus talks about in the end of today's chapter. Uh, so today, uh, join me in reading this passage and let us remember what it is that we need to do. What is it that we need to do when the unexpected comes our way? Matthew chapter 26, verses 17 through 35. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. 
This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, This very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. As we know, uh, soon Jesus will be walking the path towards his own crucifixion. Uh, but before that, uh, Jesus celebrates what we call the Last Supper with the disciples. Uh, it's a very chaotic feast, as we just read in today's passage. It has accusations, it has predictions of betrayal, uh, but it's also where we get our Lord's Supper or communion, whatever you want to call it. Uh, one of the greatest reminders that we have, especially during this Lentil season, is that we are mortal, uh, that we come from ash, and that we will go to ash, as Scripture tells us, and that we are weak, and that we have shortcomings. Uh, it's a constant reminder as we reflect on the nature of Jesus and the nature of our own lives during this Lentil season uh, that we are mortal, that we are not eternal in any way. Uh, in many ways, it might sound kind of depressing. It might sound as something negative. Uh, but in the context of our Christian faith, it's actually amazing and great blessing to know all this, uh, that it is a relief that we are not in control of any of this, uh, any part of our lives. And then this very next moment is actually not promised to any one of us. It doesn't matter how powerful you are. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. It doesn't matter how good or how bad a life that you led that in actuality, we have very little control of what happens after us. You know, as we remember this, we also need to remember that Jesus willingly will go up to the cross to fill not his greatest need, but to fulfill our deepest need, which is forgiveness, so that we can enter in the blessed existence of his kingdom of heaven and receive the peace and salvation that only he could give for each and every one of us. You know, the world these days uh, is very chaotic, uh, more chaotic than the Lord's Supper, perhaps. There's a lot of troubles that's going on all around us. Uh, there's a literal pandemic just ravaging the world. Uh, there's political turmoil in every country, it seems. Uh, on a more micro level, you know, we ourselves, we experience so much pain. We experience so many worries, uh, so many potential troubles. You know, many of us might be laid off work. Uh, many of us, our relationships around us might be deteriorating. Uh, it could be a loved one, perhaps diagnosed with sickness, or maybe you yourself could be diagnosed with illness. There could be ongoing struggles with your neighbors. Uh, you could be found yourself in financial troubles. It could be any one of these things or many of the millions of other things that could cause us worry, that could be a threat to our inner peace. But facing all of that with us is Jesus. 
because he knows that we have no control over our lives. So he stands with us, that he is always with us, and he's willing to face all of that with us as well. And in today's passage, he promises something as well. You know, if you read from verse 26, it says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he gave thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he gave given thanks, he gave it to them and saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And he finishes by saying, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This is what we call the Lord's Supper. This is what we celebrate in our church as well. You know, many of us like to think of the Lord's Supper as something that we do once a month. Uh, when I was growing up in my church, we did it twice a year, something very rare, something very special, I guess. Uh, but in actuality, it's not some kind of ritual or habit that we do at church. Uh, but it's actually for us to be able to experience uh, Jesus' will for each and every one of us. Uh, just as the disciples did, and because we too are followers of Jesus, it shows us about who Jesus is, what he has already done for us, and also the promise that is to come for us. And knowing in that moment, whatever may be happening in you, whatever might be causing you worry or pain, that Jesus remains with you no matter what. That inward, outward, upward, past, present, future, none of it changes. That the hope of the gospel remains in us right now in this moment because of Jesus Christ and because what he promised during this final supper that he had with his disciples. That is why we celebrate the Lord's Supper together at church. So today, as another reminder that whatever you're going through, good, bad, anything in between, I pray that everyone here today is able to remember uh, this promise that Jesus has given us, that through the blood of this Passover lamb that is shown in today's passage, that Jesus has already brought the victory, that he has already saved us from whatever is to come, and that we do not have to fear death, we do not have to fear eternal sorrow, we do not have to fear pain and suffering. Instead, we'll be able to share eternity with him in his presence. As we remember that, let that be the hope that we carry this season. Today's passage, it begins with Jesus' prediction of Judas' betrayal and ends with Peter, another disciple, denying Jesus. Uh, even though both of them go against Jesus, uh, we see a very stark difference between these two disciples. Uh, Judas was driven to accomplish his treachery uh, through disbelief. He never really truly believed in who Jesus was. And because of that, he was willing to betray him. Uh, Peter and the other disciples, actually, they falter in their faith as well. But they have repentance afterwards, which brings them back to Jesus. It shows us that one may either deny or even betray Jesus, but if you repent of your sins, that he will forgive us. That's another promise that he gives us today. Uh, so we pray that today, everyone here, right, whatever is in our hearts, whatever is going on in our situations, whatever sins may be holding us down, whatever guilt may be bringing us down, telling us that we're not worthy of Jesus, where well, we are able to let go of all of that and just surrender that and put our full faith and trust in him 
and in the hope that he has promised us. Uh, let us all pray. Uh, dear Lord, uh, we thank you for giving us today's word and reminding us once again that the hope that we have is not from this world, that the hope that we have does not come from other people, but it only comes solely from you and the promise that you gave in today's passage. Uh, Lord, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, as we remember the Lord's Supper today, uh, let us remember your words, that we take in your body, that we take in your blood, and we know, Lord, that forever that we are saved. And by the power of your blood, there's nothing, not even death, uh, nor anything in this world or beyond it, that can take that salvation and that uh, assurance of faith away from us. Uh, so, Lord, we just want to thank you once again. We thank you for your immense love and grace that you have poured out on us this season. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.